Welcome to Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show, presented by TheIndieRadio.com, with your hosts, Kente and Mosaic. This program hosts a weekly panel of men and women who discuss topics such as dating, the workplace, family, spirituality, cheating, and of course, sex. Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, this show is simulcasted live audio and video between Facebook and YouTube, which allows listeners all over the world to gather together to tackle challenging relationship issues. And now here is your host. Hello, and welcome to an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Ken Tate, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And this is episode 197. And I'm joined by the beautiful, the talented Mosaic. How are you doing, Mosaic? I am great. How are you guys doing? Good. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what you been up to, though, this last week? It's been about a week since we had a chance to chat. It's been a doozy. I've been to Michigan. I've been on the road. I've been here, there, and everywhere. And now I'm back. And it's been raining like crazy. Just, you know, life is happening over here. Life is life we finally hit five dollars a gallon in, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It was five oh nine. I'm trying to figure out what the hell they need the nine cent for. Um, <laughs> but I was able to to get uh, gas around the corner for four seventy nine. I'm blessed the Lord because <laughs> I was not trying to fill up my truck at five dollars and nine cents a gallon. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny though. Like back in the day. People would rob liquor stores for the register. Now they rob it for the actual gas. Mm-hmm. So you know you gotta you gotta definitely uh, save yeah. up your coins to go driving around the block. It's ridiculous. I, a quarter of a tank, I was like forty bucks. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not going past a half, and I'm not putting more than fifty dollars in my car at any time. It's more than fifty. Fill it up. It just ain't gonna be filled. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so let's introduce our panel today. Our topic is funny people. These are people who are comedians or humorous. Uh, we're gonna start, of course, ladies first. And a returning champ all the way from the great state of Michigan is the one and only Danny Redwine. How you doing, Danny? Hey, in the building. Hey, everybody, I'm doing good. All right, so glad to have you back on in that wonderful smile of yours. And, Thank you. And this next young lady is from the great state of maryland and we we're blood that's my cousin the one and only d-lo how y'all doing how you feeling all right right. and not play cousins we're actual cousin cousins real cousins (laughs) so i'm so glad that you are here chopping it up we gotta do a show to talk to each other right (laughs) right 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 (laughs) you know but hopefully that'll change pretty soon uh all right and let's get to the fellas uh, first time on this show, we have the one and only Marquis. How you doing? Not bad. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so glad. And you, you're uh, from Canada. Where, yeah, whereabouts in Canada? Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Oh, yeah. By way of Barbados, you know. Okay. That's right. So it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I heard about this recently, and so I said, you know, the vibes are there. Let me come. Let me join in, and you know, see how the people are. So I really appreciate being here. All right, Amazing. thank you so much. I am loving that vintage TV in your background. Thank you. Thank you so much for mentioning that. You know, oh, it's the TV. Okay, yes. It's old school. <laughs> you, you know something. That shows your age, huh? 
That shows how old you were. Oh, yeah. I didn't even pay attention to that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was yeah. like, that's the first thing I saw. I was like, this old. Oh, wow. yeah. I sure wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I missed that one. All right. And this next brother I met because of Danny. Uh, it's the one only Wayne. How you doing? Uh, we lost your 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 uh, video feed, Wayne. Wayne, you went to bed. <laughs> Wayne. Is Wayne out of the building. Mm-mm. I think we lost Wayne. All right. So what we'll do is, oh, there you go. I think I heard some action right there. You you there, Wayne? There we go. Hey, what's good? Okay, hey, man. So how's everything, Wayne? Good, good. Yo, the, um, I can't see y'all. What happened? All right. You know what? Yes, oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> oh, you good? oh, no, it was just you. Oh, okay. That's what you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Now, hey, uh, we're, we're doing, doing the intro. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just multitasking. Um, I was, uh, I was actually taking a training video for this, uh, this job. Um, you know, the COVID, you know, TV, you know, they make you do all this training with COVID and stuff like that. I know you're looking uh, real telemarketer-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're um, like a telemarketer right now. Tell me yeah. about my car's warranty. And um, <laughs> right? I, was, I was doing that. Then I was on my clubhouse meeting with my travelers group. And, uh, you know, we were just discussing some things, chopping up. I just washed my face. Uh, getting ready to wind down. Um, just got my new, uh, my new scent, uh, Lela Bo, Ted Matcha 26. Okay. <laughs> hey, this show is brought to you by that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it, man. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know what I mean? Yo, man, t- like, um, close it down a little bit. close ups today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, so you know, I think a good place to start off is what how long one is I'm gonna go one one at a time. We'll start off with the ladies, we'll start off with Bilo. Uh, how long have you been a stand up and what brought you into the game? So we'll start off with you, Dilo. Okay, um, I've been doing stand up for about six years, uh, and I kind of stumbled into it. Um, I actually got off work one day and through a bunch of foolishness, ended up breaking my ankle and I was out of work for a couple of months while I was healing because at the time I was a bus driver. Well, I was a bus driver or whatever. And it wouldn't let me drive, obviously, with the cast on. So um, I ended up meeting people, just being bored and wanting to get out the house. I could still drive with the other foot, so I was just driving around. And in Baltimore, we do this thing called hacking where everybody stand outside on the street doing like this. Mm-hmm. You pick somebody up if they need a ride. You just hope that they're not a murderer or nothing. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> you know, I just picked up this girl. She had to go to work, and we just got to talking. And I took her all the way to work or whatever. And she was telling me she did stand up, and we just started talking. She told me to try it out, and you know, one day just said, "Okay, I'm gonna try it." And I just went to an open mic, and from there it was just kind of like the bug bit me a little bit, and then it just snowballed, I guess. And and how long have you been doing that? Oh, uh, six years. Six years what, in the game. All right. Six years. Something like That's that. what's up. Now, what about you, Danny? How long have you been doing it, and what got you into it? Uh, I've been in the game for eight years. Um, I started while I was going through treatment for breast cancer. Um, it was a bucket list checkoff for me. I always wanted to try stand-up, so 
Um, while I was going through treatments, um, I decided to sign up for an open mic. Stephanie, hi, Steph. Signed up for an open mic and I went with my little, I only had like three minutes, like three minutes of jokes. I didn't even know like what the time, I knew nothing about, I would like to watch stand up, but I didn't know anything about the ethics of comedy. So I didn't know we was on time and we get lit and all that. So I only had like three minutes of jokes, but I got the bug. Like D'Lo said, I got bit with the bug that time. And I got two more shows from that one time show just to do other open mics. And I've been doing it ever since. So. All right. That's what's up. Uh, oh, dang. Uh, Malika says she's ever ready to laugh. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the gentleman. We'll start off with you, Wayne. How long you been in the game and what got you into it? Um, Stop making me so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? Um, um, I've, I've been doing this for a little while. Um, I was just, uh, just, I was just sick and tired, man. And you know, I, I, my mind was really going into a, a place of despair, and um. You know, I didn't want to go to jail or do anything crazy like that. So I was like, let me, um, you know, use my mind to create something uh, positive and that could give me leverage uh, in the world to be successful. Um, because, you know, school or the public school system uh, doesn't really give you the tools that you would actually need to be successful in a society uh, that's based on capitalism. You know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's what, that's how I got into it. And um, it worked out. Uh, it worked okay. out. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Marquis, what about you? How long have you been in the game and what, what brought you to the game? I've been in the game for over like seven years here in Toronto. And for me, it was just um, releasing, venting, therapy, that kind of thing. Go there, because we know as men, there's so much going on. We can't express our emotions. We can't cry. We can't say certain things, right? So Caribbean people. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Caribbean people, man. Just hold it in. Be a man, man up. Don't cry. Don't show no tears, right? So, I, so after a yeah. while, I said, this is too much. I got to go. I got to go and, you know, and vent and let out. So I found my release on stage. And that's what I've been doing as therapy, as free therapy. You know, and what I like to do, I like to get other people. I like to spot talent, the funny other people and, you know, get them to go on stage or hold shows and that kind of stuff and encourage people. And I've been pretty successful at it for the last little while. And I think I have a, a little talent at finding, ta finding, funny, finding the funny and presenting it. All right. Now, now let me ask this question to the panel. Um, anybody can take this is when you tell somebody you a comedian, do you guys feel like you have any pressure to to be a certain kind of way at all? Or do you feel like people try to put it on you? Like, oh, you a comedian? Like, well, then say something funny. Do you guys get that? Uh, Marky, do you ever get that? I get that all the time. You're, you're a comedian. Don't make me laugh like this right now. Like, you know, I'm like, nah, man, it doesn't work that way, okay? This is something I got to prepare for. But I do, do improv, but I just don't want to be like, drop a hat like a monkey, make me laugh, that kind of thing. So I, I prefer to go on stage and you know do my thing there. Mm -hmm. What it's about you? Do you ever Same get with that, me. Uh, I feel <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I know, and it's annoying as hell, right? Mm-hmm. My mother's the worst one with it, though. That's the killer. She be the one. Like, yeah. she thinks just because I show up to a family event, like, you invited me to the cookout. I came for mm-hmm. a burger. I didn't come here to do a show. And she be like, well, see, I'm funny. Maybe yeah. you can do 12 minutes for us. Like, who yeah. gave you this scale of time we're supposed to do? Where, where did 12 right. minutes come from? Right. And right. he doesn't understand the idea that I don't really do a lot of clean comedy. Like, I can do it, but when I do it, I probably have put myself in the mindset that I'm doing clean comedy. Right. And yeah, no. What I normally got to say, I don't think she want to hear that. So <laughs> not at the cookout. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> all right. So like, it's very interesting. Like we all have our coworkers or our family members who are funny, right? But I wouldn't necessarily say they should go up on stage. So how do you know, like, how should somebody know, like, if you're that funny dude at the office versus that guy that should go up on stage? Like, that's a that's a totally different thing. What about you, Danny? What do you think about that? It is. I, I try to I try to encourage people to get on stage. I mean, if that's what they want to do, I, the only way to know if it's something that you like or if it's for you is to do it. Um, I challenge people that do that. Like, if you, I'd be like, oh, you a comedian. You might as well go to an open mic and tell them jokes at an open mic. You know, just because, <laughs> I mean, you could, you know what I'm saying? Like comedy is subjective. So everybody has their own, you know, opinion and their own situations in life that, you know, they may have another concept or another way of bringing their experiences to funny, you know? So I always, I encourage people to go to open mics. You know, you know, a lot of people do that. A lot of people think it's easy until they get up on stage. You know, they they see they see comedians get laughs and they automatically assume, oh, well, they got some laughs, you know, so I'll get up there and I'll get some laughs too, not realizing that you gotta have a format, some content, and it better be a little bit polished or else the audience is gonna know that you don't know what the hell you're doing up there. So you know, another thing too is do you do you guys get um family members or friends? trying to give you some whack ideas to take up on stage <laughs> no my family's actually embarrassed oh okay they don't they don't, they don't really support me like that <laughs> they don't yeah. think stand-up comedy is like a job you know stand-up comedy is not a job you know it's like oh, it's okay. like karaoke my cousin actually got bold enough to um decide to do some open mics and i was really like really um Surprised when he like he just messaged me. I just I'm trying to get him to come watch the show right now. But um I was like I was really surprised. Like he like he's always been funny. Like my family is funny. My grandmother would talk about your mama soon. She, she did not care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got one of those families too. Yeah, and I got, got one of those families. Too. My family Detroit? is very funny. Are you from Detroit, Michigan? No, I'm from um I'm from a town called Grand Rapids, which is like two oh, okay. hours yeah, out of Detroit. Grand Rapids, Grand Raggedy. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Grand Raggedy. Yep, you know what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, I'm from the Grand Raggedy. I'm in the Raggedy City. Yeah, I'm getting ready to merge over to Detroit. Detroit is really like my comedy home. I actually became a stronger comedian going over to Detroit. So um, okay. I'm very endeared to the Detroit comedy scene. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot of work over there this summer. So yeah, D- Detroit got a good, they got a strong comedy com- community over there. So now, now it takes a it takes a while to get comfortable on stage and to really come into your own. So you got to take a lot of lumps in the beginning. So um, let me start off with you, Marquis. What was it like in that 
in the beginning stages of your comedy career where uh, maybe you weren't the best and how'd you how'd you stick with it and whatnot? I'm still not the best, man. I'm still struggling, you know? Every hey. every, every time I go on stage, you know, it's, hey. it's a fight. I got hey. I gotta go on. We and, all you know, know, man. And we set know. myself up and psych myself out, you know, because it's not really me going mm -hmm. up there. There's Marquis and then there's the guy Trevor Lewis, the real guy. Then it's Marquis, the guy who wants to be up front. So I have to kind of balance them out. And when I when it's time to go on stage, I take Marquis. So I've been on stage many times and just free just froze. You know, you forgot all your lines, forgot everything. You're sitting there, people looking at you, and mm -hmm. you realize that, and you just have to exit very quickly. So that happens too. So oh, wow. it's it's a it's a chance you take, you know, and you gotta go, and that happened to you. I think almost everyone's gonna get that experience where it's just not your night, it's just not your crowd or something. So oh yeah, yeah. Gotta take your lumps. So is 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 that a real thing? A whack crowds? Yeah, it's, it's oh, the energy. Yeah. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. The energy. The energy. energy is not right. It's not right. You feel yeah. it. You just well, no matter what you do, it's not going to be right for them at that time. It's just yeah. going to be able to read. And I, when I host shows, when I host shows, I encourage audiences. Look, it's not easy coming out here. We need some good energy from y'all in order mm -hmm. for the comedians to be able to give y'all a good show. That's just what it is. You know, a lot of the you know energy transfers. So you know, if the crowd has got a weird energy, that's just going to seep right into the comedian. So. What's up with these people it. that come to comedy shows not to laugh? Like they they come with, like you know, like they the emperor or something. Yeah, like, that would be mm -hmm. that would be Detroit. Okay, let me <laughs> let me just tell you right now, Detroit is a you got a choke you got a choke a laugh out them niggas. Like they not just gonna laugh at your laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you better you better have a good punchline or some good content to get some laugh out them niggas because they not easy to make laugh. They come in there to. to like prove to me you funny. Uh, and they're gonna, gonna be um, we'll, to we'll have that in the show notes on the uh, and uh, they'll say it at the end of the show. Uh Diamond. Uh what about what's that Baltimore scene like, uh D Lo? Yo. <laughs> the Baltimore <laughs> scene. Now you got me looking all weird with the big picture too. Do like my man say. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, man. Just leave them joints little. And the Baltimore <laughs> scene, Baltimore, I feel like and I'm sure everybody feels this way about their area, but I feel like it's like a make or break type thing. Like in Baltimore, I feel like a lot of the comics are extremely aggressive because like when I sometimes when I go other places, I just don't say see the same amount of aggression. And I think it's because of the city that I live in. You know, what I mean, it's just a lot that goes on here. So people are naturally aggressive anyway. When it comes to some of the shows and with the audiences, like a Baltimore audience will tell you about yourself quickly like they will give you the light you will be on stage and people in the audience will be shining their phones up there or they will shine their phone at the host and be like give her the light get her off stage i didn't pay for this and they be dead serious dead serious so i mean but i think that it sharpens a lot of comics because i feel like like there are neighboring areas you have dc near us virginia philly and stuff like that i feel like each one of these cities gives you something different when it comes to comedy. I feel like DC will polish you. It'll definitely get you polished. So where you may get your aggression over in Baltimore and you go to DC, you get it smoothed out and you know how to maneuver in the comedy circuits or in the clubs. In Baltimore, you're going to learn how to go into the bars and the hole in the walls and get in somebody's ass. Yep. Does I don't know. I just feel like in Baltimore, they don't really play with you like that. But our community is tight. I think you have to be able to have that versatility in any big city, though. Yeah. Any yeah. city, you have to 
be able to switch it up. You have to be able to know yes. your polished rooms and you got to be able to know your raw rooms where you, you know, you and, can beat yourself, tear it down, you know, drop the M-bomb, drop the F-bomb yes. and then go to your other room, corporate rooms and be able to polish yourself up. You got to be versatile in this game. Um, you know, yes. even with audiences, you got to be able to, you might walk in a room, it's all white people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to make your jokes translatable to them because their culture is different. You know, I so think you, you're constantly changing yourself it. as a comedian. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, no, that, that was, I was ending it on that. I feel like a mistake that comics make, though, is like they think that they have to switch up what they do in different rooms. I think that's a big mistake. Now, yeah. if you go into a room and you know, what particular language to use per se, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But when people like totally try to switch up their stuff, like they yeah. can't say certain stuff in a certain room, I think that's a big yeah. mistake because that's when you turn your set into something that doesn't work everywhere. And when your set yeah, doesn't you work everywhere, you don't you have that confidence. Right. Yeah, yep, then they don't have that confidence right. in their set. So when you walk in a room of people who act like they don't want to laugh, you can't pull it out of them because you're not confident in your set. Yeah. Mm. That's it. It's changing um, your energy, not changing your jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really, you have to stick with your material, your material that you know is going to hit because the more you use it, it's going to become more polished. But you got to be able yeah. to translate those jokes to the different crowds. And she's, she's yeah. absolutely right. Now, now, Wayne, how do you how do you workshop your material? Just going up on stage all the time? Like, how do you know it's even worth working on? Do you listen to other comedians? Is it just something you have inside? Uh, no, nah, it's just something um, that's inside, you know, come from the creator, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. you know. Because I've seen comedians start off with uh, a premise and uh, I've seen them work it out. And at first it was, it seemed kind of whack, the premise, but then they kept evolving it and they got it into something that works. Uh, uh, do you find that happening a lot, Wayne, for you? Um... Can you no, work? I, I would. Can you get gold I, out of a, a turd? Um, well, I don't do it like that. Um, mm -hmm. It usually, I just usually know that it's funny, mm -hmm. or, or I would, I would say, I just usually know that it's something I could use. And through time, and through repetition, and through, uh, you know, little uh, taps here and there from other comics and people it grows into something, you know, it's like a child, you know, you got a baby crawling, now it's walking, you know, then, hey, you have a baby shower, They other people bring you clothes and things for your baby, you know, and friends and stuff, they bring you little gifts for your child, and, you you know, it helps grow, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, so, um, I, know I, I look to the other comics and people to, to help nurture uh, the material. Now let me let me ask this one. I'll start off with Marquis. Uh, should should uh, women that you date or your family be worried that they may end up in one of your sets? It's interesting you mentioned that. I just had a discussion with my daughter, and she's like, "Under no way do you mention me, right? In in any of your your material." I'm like, "I can't not mention you. You're you're my part of my life. I have to mention you. You have to give me permission to talk about you because there's so much funny things that she does, right? So." She's part of my life. If it's out there and I see it's funny, I will have to put it on stage. She gets pissed off. Uh, so what? You know, I'm laughing. I'm, you know, that kind of thing. So. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Dila? Do you incorporate uh, people you date or uh, family into your material? 
Yeah, but I be trying to change their names and stuff. I try to keep it a little incognito because they be coming to shows here and there, and I don't got time to be fighting nobody. <laughs> I ain't got time. Like I'm not. Uh, uh, no, you're not gonna be like I heard that joke you said about me. Okay, I got paid to say that joke, so I'm gonna say that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Danny? You get any? Uh, oh yeah, any I talk your... about my kids and I talk about my dating life. I talk about my life. Like a lot of my jokes is based off of the shit I've been through in the last. 10 years you know what i mean that i've just kind of built on or you know a lot of my jokes had a basis and i've added on to a lot of it you know i embellish a little bit you know what i mean but yeah i, I talk about all of my life so i'm pretty transparent when it comes to that oh, okay do you ever have people who uh think it's about you about them but it's really not they they be like i know that was about me mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, mm. not, maybe my kids, but they, they know, they know it is <laughs> like, they, there's no way around it. I already let them know it's, it's going down. How y'all feel about it? Cause you know, I'll doctor it up if I need to, if y'all feel away, but my kids was, they used to me. They was like, I don't care. We ain't got the same last name. I don't care. Go ahead, Mosaic. Being my um, growing up, my aunt um, worked with a guy named Snap, and he had a production company. He used to bring comics all over um, Michigan and Ohio, and so I always would love to see when the uh, comics would go in on the audience. Uh, <laughs> that was always like my favorite. They would just like just cap on people like real bad, and then people would try to. Um, you know, or a cat back. Does that ever bother you if people try to come for you sometimes? Uh, Are you asking someone specifically? Yeah, just anybody. Um, I, I haven't really experienced much of that. Um, I, I've gotten I've gotten people that they they hear my jokes and if I'm not talking about that, they may say something about talk about your titty. I've had people do that because. <laughs> I got jokes. I got jokes about my titty, you know. So I have I have people do that, but I haven't really had anybody come for me yet, which which is I don't know, kind of weird. But mm. I don't know how I would handle that. I mean, I'm pretty good on I'm pretty quick on my feet, but I don't know how I would handle that. What about you, Dilo? I get it. I get it a lot. I especially got it a lot, like in my first three four years, and then they learned their lesson. Like they used to come at me, it would be audience members. And a lot of the time it would be men that would try to come at me clapping back. Cause I mean, I'm an openly gay woman. So I tell a lot of gay jokes and they get the clapping at me and I'll wear their ass out on stage. <laughs> and when they leave, they be like, oh, yeah, you were so funny. Yeah, nigga, you wasn't saying that shit, but I was busting that ass though. You wasn't saying none of that. <laughs> I feel like, you know, a lot of times people will try it. Like I get hosts. They'll try it, and they like to slide little words in there that they think are cute to be able to describe me. Burn their asses up. Burn them up every time. Because my thing is, what you made the mistake of forgetting about is, one, I have a sharp tongue, and two, I drink Grand Marnier before I go on stage. So you get what you get at that point. You and everybody can get it. I don't care who it is. Right. I wish I would be more so I could be because I've seen some people not come to Baltimore. Come to Baltimore because they come to Baltimore. They're gonna find something to say to you. I love something. I'm gonna 
bring my, I'm putting my, I'm taking my legs out and showing some titties. Listen, you might have to take the titties for the end. You might have to save the titties for the end to redeem yourself. Hold on to the titties. Because I'm telling you. No, but yeah, Baltimore is a spot I haven't hit yet, but I've been to New York and Philly, but what's that, right? That's right next door. I'm trying to tell you, it's worth it. That was, that was no. a live ass crowd at Helium. Mm. No, Mar- Marquino, uh, I, I imagine in Toronto, it's probably they're probably very polite. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking in Toronto, people are very polite, almost a bit too polite. So honestly, you don't get answers like coming at you in, in that way as you guys experience. So that'd be interesting for me to come out there and and have a, a you know a hostile audience or someone coming at me. That'd be kind of you know somebody I, I I'm waiting for. Do it, Marquino. Yeah, do it. Come out here. You gonna go home sounding like Shabba Ranks, I promise yeah. you. I can handle them, man. Trust me, I, I can handle them. I, like, I, 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 can, I know you can. I'm from Barbados, man. So anything, anything you throw anything Listen, at me, I'm, I'm coming for you. Know? You could come out there and start bumba clotting on them niggas. I promise you. Watch me, man. Watch me. Now, yeah, because uh, you're not that far from uh, Toronto, right, uh, Danny? No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think it's like you at, Danny? I think it's like four hours. Four, four hours. hours. Yeah, I'm in you at, Michigan. I'm not far from Detroit. So in Detroit, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Huh? Just just over the border yep. there, huh? Mm-hmm. Go right across the yeah. bridge. Yep. And I've never, I've never done Toronto. I've got my passport. I just never come over there. You know, it's the 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 pandemic and everything. Borders were oh, shut yeah. down. You know what I mean? The comedy mm-hmm. scene took. L, so you know, I wasn't really traveling or anything. I just 2021 was a year I, I can't comedy opened up and everybody jumped right back into it. So 2020 was a great year. This year's been kind of starting off slow for me, mm-hmm. but I got so much stuff going on in my personal life that um, I've, I've been trying to take in the back seat a little bit, but it's getting ready you know to get what? back you popping. Know so. You know, I love Danny so much because it was like she saw my notes because perfect segue. The pandemic. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I, I know a lot of people didn't go up on stage during the pandemic. Some people did the virtual thing. I'm just interested. We'll start off with you, Wayne. Like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, what did you do? Did you uh, did you work during the pandemic on stage at all? Uh, nah. Um, I just you know was just living life, real life. You know what I mean? And um, it was just like I was like, oh well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying but what happened was um i created a uh one minute uh correspondence uh style talk show on my instagram called designer one-liners and that's you know that's what i did to you know keep the muscle of comedy uh going and uh, it turned out great. A lot of people liked it. You know, I got a lot of shares and it was very creative and innovative. And uh, hey, you might see me on NBC or Saturday Night Live or something because of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 I, and I do use those videos for uh, audition tapes. So they worked for audition tapes now. What I did during the pandemic. They work for audition tapes now, and um, I've been booking a lot of work with those videos. I didn't know that that's what was going to happen, but hey, you know, it turned into something. 
Okay. What about you, Marky? Uh, what did you do during the pandemic? As far as I shut down, I stopped doing everything. I, I just, you know, I'm now actually getting back. The scene is coming back slowly here, so mm -hmm. it's been it's been very very slow. So I am looking forward to really getting back full tilt. Okay. Uh, what about you, Danny? What would you do during the pandemic? As far as stand up, as I well? did a few virtual shows. Um, I did a few virtual shows, but I really took advantage of writing. I did a lot of writing during the pandemic. Um, I I. I've lengthened my set during the pandemic. Like I got into writing, um, just journaling. Um, I really just got into the writing aspect of that during the pandemic. And like, like I said, a few virtual shows, but nothing, nothing major. I did, um, I did, I did the one guy show um, that we were on Blab with, Doctor. Uh, oh, Vibe. Doctor Vibe. Who? Doctor Vibe. Yep, I yeah, did a yeah. show for him. I did a, a comedy show for him during the pandemic. Um, and it was like yeah, a full how... show. Like he had like he had like the music and everything. Yeah, I was involved. Yeah, I was involved with I was involved with That's how I met Natasha. I did a couple things like that. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um D what did you do during the during the pandemic, uh, as far as stand up wise? Um I was still out here. Um, I traveled a little bit. Um, right before, I think right before it started or right like in the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, I was approached by um, a comedian in Baltimore named Ray Diva. Um, and another <laughs> and there was another young lady that they approached as well. Her name is Woo Woo. Um, basically, we all ended up together in a group, um, four women from Baltimore traveled together and we just went around just trying to hit cities wherever they would let us perform we would go to right and that's pretty much what it was so okay. it was interesting to say that that's what's up um for, for you guys what is it like um interacting with the other comedians that go up do you guys have a good relationship is there a competition is it a little backbiting uh what's the what's your what's that, that whole scene like uh we'll start off with you Danny. Oh, they, there's all of that. Um, there's all of that. There's clicks, you know what I'm saying? There's, you know, comedians that are closer than others. But for the most part, uh, the comedy family is very receiving of other comedians. I mean, there, I can't, I can't really recall too many times where I felt like the comic, well, you've had, you have a couple comics that have, you know, egos, you know, that might shun you off a little bit because they don't know who you are, you know what I'm saying? Or never heard of you. But other than that, like I've found that the camaraderie in the comedy world is is pretty cool. Like I and I've traveled quite a bit. I've I've been to down south. I've pretty much done the Chit Chitlin circuit and done New York and Chicago and Detroit. So I've done bigger cities and I've always been pretty well received and noticed that Chicago's they like family. The Chicago comedians, they are like family. Mm -hmm. They like look out for each other and put each other on shows and book each other and um, I felt a real closeness between the comedians in Chicago. Um, and, you know, I, I can't say how it is everywhere, but from my own experience, and, and I'm just a people person anyway, so I'm coming in the room. I don't give a damn if you had a bad day or not. You know what I'm saying? This is I'm, I'm going to come in, Danny, and be lovey and hugging and, you know what I'm saying, nice to meet you and all that. So I come in with that energy. It's, it's kind of hard to, you know, be kind of funny acting. I Most people are, are very receptive to it and and you know are cool so uh, networking has been great for me 
what about you, I stay away from um, clicks. For, for me, like, you know, I look at it as when um, I'm going on stage, everyone, we're a team, you know? We're going on, I'm like, I'm, I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering everyone on, on stage as well. And, and I'm, I'm feeling support from other people as well. That's how, that's how I do it. Yeah. Like, it's a team. This is a battle. We're going over this hill together. We're going to do it together. I'm usually hosting most of the time, so it's not really a competition. I want to see everyone do well. I want to see everyone kill it, you know? Yeah, same. Mm. Yeah, me too. Because I be wanting to enjoy the show too. Like I, I want yeah. to enjoy the show just as much as the audience. Because I like comedy. So, I remember one time there was this comedian that went up, and he was garbage, right? <laughs> and uh, and he wasn't even new. He was, I think he said he'd been doing it for seven, eight years or something. He was just terrible. I'm like, and. Um, so when he got off the stage, he was the first, he was the one that started it off the night off and the host like obliterated him afterwards, like just obliterated the guy. So the guy, and the funny thing was he happened to be sitting next to me. Uh, so like, I'm seeing him just putting his head down. He already had a terrible set. And then the host just does a whole set on this guy. And then, um, I knew the host, right? So I asked him, I said, man, that was, he was pretty cold on him. He said, look, man. He destroyed the night for everybody else on the thing. I had to get everybody back, and he was just a sacrificial lamb, you know. <laughs> so he said he had to eat that one, you know. So, but he got he got everybody back by dissing him, you know. So I don't know. Sometimes I notice the relationship between the host and the comedians can be kind of iffy. You know, it depends on how they introduce you. Sometimes they introduce people funny or whatever, and. You know, I know some people have real issues with the host. I mean, how important is the host to you guys when you guys are going up? Do y'all try to the make a relationship? Very important. The host keep the show going. The host is mm -hmm. the the glue to a show. Um, you know, it would be unfortunate if if people had to deal with a host that you know wasn't um, cool with everybody. You know what I mean? Or at least giving out that energy because they're the ones that have to keep the show going. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, there, I mean, there is that. I mean, you're going to have people that are just crabs. You're going to have people that are competitive. You, you're going to have people that are going to argue about the order. You're going to have people that feel like they are funnier than the headliner. Like, that's all, all of that stuff just comes with the territory. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just part of the, the game. Like, you know, you have just you got to get confident about your shit. Have you guys ever met like, your favorite or idols, celebrity, um, comedian, and then, you know, did it go well or was it like, uh, they were kind of an asshole? Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. you, yeah. you Danny, I know you had a great experience with uh, a big time comedian, if you don't mind sharing it. Uh, yeah, I've had I've had a few good experiences with big time comedians, but I know who you're referring to, Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I had a, um, I actually got to hang out with Dave for like hours when he was here in Grand Rapids. Um, he, his DJ, uh, DJ Trauma is, um, alumni with my childhood friend. So when we got to the concert, uh, he was like, I'm going backstage to see Trauma. You want to go meet Dave? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to meet Dave. I was drunk as hell, too. I had no business going back there. I was not professional that night. 
I came, listen, I had smoked like half a blunt and drank and had like two shots before I got there just because I knew I didn't want to buy drinks at the bar because they high as hell. You know what I'm saying? You go to the, the marinas, the, the drinks is like 17 fucking dollars. So I was like, right. I'm going to get my, my drink. I'm turning up. I'm going to do my pregame before I get to go see Dave. So I, by the time the concert was over, I'm fucking lit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm geeked. I'm going back to meet Dave. Yeah. And um, I was nervous as shit. And Dave was cool as hell. It was it was Dave and um, Hannibal Barres. So I hung out with them, chatting it up with them backstage. And then we went to a after party afterwards. So I went to the after party with them and got to be on stage with Dave and, you know, be like, hey, on stage and shit. It was fun. It was, it was a good night. Hey, hey, guys. And I also met Gary Owens. I, I, opened, up, I opened up for Gary Owens, too, and he wasn't as nice as I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey guys, I gotta I gotta run. Yeah. It was great talking with you all. Let's uh follow each other. Uh Kente, you know, share uh you know my stuff and uh Info. uh let's do something on Clubhouse. I remember we was on the uh the get vocal uh back in the day, man. And you know, social media's evolved. Yeah, so it's evolved and you know not right now it's on it's clubhouse, you know, where people are talking. Yeah. And, and stuff. Right, I, it's man. too many distractions right. in there. It's too many rooms to go into. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, all you need is one that you want to be in. That's all. I know, all but right. I'm too ADHD and I'm nosy as hell, so I want to be in yeah. all the rooms at one time. <laughs> real, quick, uh, real quick, Wayne. Real quick, Wayne. How can people get you? Oh, um, you can follow me on social media at Stage Charm, and uh, I'll be on Clubhouse too. You know what I'm saying? So. Come check me out. You know, I'll be around in the streets. You might find me at a comedy club near you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somewhere around I'm the world, the anyway. <laughs> you know? All right, man. All, All right, right guys. Thanks for uh, coming. All right, thank you. All right, man. All right, so um, then there were three. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Stage Charm is was his name. It, it's in the. It'll be in the show notes. All right, so let me let me ask you guys uh, some questions, um, just to get y'all's take on different things uh, about life. And um, let's talk about. Uh, well, first of all, let me ask you guys this: How many of you guys actually talk about relationship stuff? Because this is a relationship show normally. How many of y'all talk about relationship stuff in your act? I do. That's, right, that's most of my act. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let me ask you some relationship questions and kind of get your take on it. Um, one I don't thing know if you would apply because I talk specifically about fucking fat niggas. So you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if my question, your question would apply to what I actually talk about. Because it's okay. more of a well, well, physical well, thing for me. It's not really a relationship. Being a cougar, you know what I'm saying? Taking advantage of these young niggas in the streets. That's kind of mm. how I go with it. So. Good All right, well, let's, All right. talk about, let's talk about first date, right? Um, uh-huh. So, uh, one one thing we've we've talked about on the show is uh, what constitutes a good first date, and uh, one thing women been saying is uh, they ain't they ain't down with the coffee date. They want to be taken, you know. They want a guy to put out some real effort when it comes to uh, uh, taking on a date. Are you are you with that? Or are you cool with the coffee date, uh, Danny? No, I'm cool with the coffee date, and I'll meet you there. You don't pick me up. Right. <laughs> I'll meet you there. You know what I'm saying? Well, because I, I'm not the kind of person that's gonna like you right away. Like, 
like, I need to figure you out. I'm kind of, you know, I'm gonna be friendly, but I'm always cautious. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they come with a representative. They don't really give you who they are, you know what I'm saying, right away. So I, I really don't want to spend too much time with a person that I might not connect with. So I think the mm -hmm. coffee date is great. Well, whoever came up with that was a fucking genius because I might not want to sit and have a meal with your ass if you tell me some dumb shit like, you know, you got three different kids by three different women or something, you know, and I'm going to be like, uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we want to work that out before the date. <laughs> you know, people uh, have secrets. They might not tell you nothing till that first dinner. Yeah, people but, oh, by the way, here's a A lot of people just get straight in the bed before they even know who to do this. That part. That part. Hey, hey that's on them. They just trying to get to the booty. That's it. Right. Hey, like, damn, you didn't ask me about my nine children. But she's absolutely she's absolutely right though. You know, um the just sex in general is like it's it's always been here, but now it's like it's it's nothing. You can jump on your phone and you know, watch some porn hub or look for you some toys or order you a man in the mail, you know what I'm saying? Like you can do all <laughs> kinds of shit now. So I feel I feel like it's it's, it's kind of what people are like. They're, people are more physically attracted anymore than they are mentally because everybody fucked up in the head. Wait, do you wait? Uh, let me ask this question: uh, Do you have any groupies? I do. Yeah. I have a lot of groupies. Yeah, <laughs> you get you get lot of thrown at you on stage. I have, I have a lot of groupies. I, a lot of my groupies is is big niggas too. So I be getting like treats and they be bringing me snacks and shit to the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know what I'm saying? They be offering no, to take me yeah, out yeah. shit to eat. That's funny. What, what about I mean, you, do you? Do you got a you got ladies be trying to uh holler like that? I don't be having no groupies. Mine is my issue is, is that my jokes be working against me. So I tell jokes, you know, I embellish some stuff like you were talking about earlier. And then I talk about dealing with older women. Um, because I have dealt with older women and some of the stuff was funny from those situations. Boy, these old women at these shows, man. <laughs> the show they come up, Dilo, sounding like she just fresh off a pack of Newports and shit. How you doing, Dilo? It's fifty-seven too old for you. I was, yeah. gonna, I was just gonna yeah. ask. I, why was I just yeah. about to say? Do they be throwing their age out at you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or they come up to me. I got a joke talking about how old women can cook. And they come up to I'm, me waving their arm at me and carrying on and talking about, yeah, I made a, a roast yesterday. Ma'am, are you buying this t-shirt or not? They're going to trade you the roast for the t-shirt. Yeah, right. That is in no carrots in that roast. Yeah. I don't know, Marquis. I, I might, I might want to check out her roast though. See what yeah. that roast is. What that roast is. <laughs> you might think about that roast, yeah. You know, that, you know these young girls, they don't know how to make no damn roast. They don't know how to make uh, right? mm. I'm cool with coming over to get something to eat, but I don't know what Shirley want me to eat. You feel me? What I'm not gonna do is be going down there trying to. I thought that would be scary. Get down on. On you oh, and you guys like my Angelou. I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Ma'am, it's not enough food in the world for me to do that shit. Okay. <laughs> if you don't you know they the old rhinestones and shit on. No, huh? 
Now, uh, what about you, Marquis? Do you ever you get ladies? Uh, you know, you got the accent going. You're a comedian. You know you what? Know. It's not a problem. I have. I've been out of the game so long, like over twenty years, man. So it's not a problem, you know, for me. Okay. That kind of thing. So I'm I'm, I'm safe. Oh, you know? okay. It's so not you, issue. For, it's not an issue for me. I don't, you know, have the groupies and that kind of thing. I don't see them, you know. Okay, that's what's up. Well, yeah. send it my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, redirect. Well, I'll I'll redirect. Redirect. Right to you. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um. Now, yeah, you. Now you're in Toronto. Mm -hmm. What What are your audiences generally in Toronto? Usually mixed. Uh -huh. Usually mixed, mostly white. So you know, oh, okay. so that kind of. So you gotta your material. Yeah. You gotta see what kind of stuff you're gonna do and what kind of vibe you're you're gonna give. So it's this. You gotta study the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, do you get uh? Do you do you talk in front of a lot of West Indians ever? Not a lot. No. Not oh. a lot. No. All right. Oh, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. Oh, some somebody. Wait, here. I agree with this comment, by the way. Yeah, Gary Young. <laughs> Gary Young is not funny at all. And mm. he's and why is he in a chitlin circuit? What's that about? Well, see, he, well, <laughs> he's not he's not a chitlin circuit in Grand Rapids. Um, uh -huh. he did a show here and I opened up for him. Um, and T Robe, shout out to T Robe. He's out of Philly. No, he's out of not Philly. Um, he's out of uh Damn it. I'll remember. Okay. So anyway, um, but I opened up for him and we were instructed to not talk to him in the green room. Um, we were instructed don't look him in his eye. Yeah, he, he don't he don't want to talk to no comedians. Um, at the time that I opened up for him was about this time last year. So it was his him and his wife going through a divorce. And it was it was a big thing. So I think that he was going through that at the time. I'm not for sure, but he just he just wasn't as and and I think he's I think Gary Owen is funny. I don't think he's hilarious, but I think that he has some funny content. Um, and for that funny content, especially with him talking about how much he loved black women, I guess I just expected him to be a little bit more friendly. You know what I mean? Like, but those are the words. Those were the worst I was, white guys. I was, like them. I was, I was surprised, but you know, man, man, I could have told you that he wasn't shit. I ain't yeah, never like that dude. I don't like, yeah. I don't like that he's in the spaces that he's in. I don't think he's funny. I definitely don't like his. I like black women routine. Uh, I think he's the only one that's doing that though. So, what it sets, it sets him apart. I like know, yeah. Was, I'm like, yeah, no, you need to go with that's why he, that's why he has the position he's in is because that position needed to be filled. Like there needed to be you. a white dude out there. Well, listen, Bill Burr is married to a black woman, but he don't talk mm -hmm. about loving black women all the but time. But what about I he know. Just now, about he's funny. What about he's funny. and Bill Burr is very funny, right? Right. Funny. But but I think that um I think that Gary capitalized off of um relating to black people. He don't relate. Um, I don't care. I, yeah. Well, we, we go back and forth on that. Exactly. We just don't like the girl. But, but he was he was uh, married. I like to I like him, my so white. I like my white people white. Was, <laughs> right, but I think what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to target. I think he was trying to target that audience. I think he was trying mm. to be the white boy that is married to a black woman that all the black people like that that the black people wouldn't mind him being at the barbecue. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was. He, he couldn't get a plate at my shit. barbecue. He couldn't get a pay, play that much. Shut market. up, Kente. <laughs> All right. And it, 
Uh-huh, go ahead. And y'all probably going to hate me for this question. All right. But as a white man that was married to a black woman, if he came into comedy and he wanted to make money, as a white man married to a black woman, wouldn't you go for more of a black audience? Because nine times out of ten, that white audience ain't feeling what you're talking about off top. And if it was a black man no. that married a white woman, not necessarily. But I'm just saying, but in the past, black men who've married white women who tried to kind of assimilate to the white audiences. I'm not suggesting that he should be able to capitalize off the idea that he's married to a black woman. But what mm -hmm. audience would you go to if you were married to a black woman? Uh, old right. folks home. This is not going to embrace you. You can right. go to the old folks right. home. And, and I think I think that, I think that most of his audience is predominantly black. Yeah, I know. I honestly, if he was on the marquee, it, it makes sense. You know, look, if he was on the marquee, right. I would keep going. But now, if you were opening for him, I would go see you mm -hmm. and leave. I'll give you a big hug and I'll be like, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like I saw that. Um, uh, well, like, I, um, boys I just, the only men thing I took away from that experience. Oh, I was going to say the only thing I took away from that experience is that he said I was funny and I. Had a good set because that's that's what I took away from it. I was like, I, for me to get a compliment from him, I did my thing. So that's well, I, those are the I, small I wins that, that I appreciate. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I, well, we know he's not in, in entirely stupid. So that's yeah, I, I hate but, when um, you but you know what, boys the men. This is music. I know it's different music. Boys the men was opening for new kids on the block. Yuck, and and ninety eight degrees. They weren't even. They were before boy, I mean uh, new kids on the block and 98 degrees. That and was they for, were the for him. And I'm sitting there like, how far has the mighty have fallen? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. I'm I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. 98 degrees came after them. Who put that ticket together? Right. Uh, you also gotta think most of their sales. <laughs> Most of that that popularity that they got was all back in the day. Like Boys to Men still have fans or that will support current music. Ninety eight degrees yeah. and other group is they ain't put out shit. Nah, they got it. and they were garbage when they came out. So right, you know, like I said, I like my white, I like my white people white. I like my white people white. That's like so. Britney Spears. She was trash too, but they loved her. I, I like that singing, Kente. I like my white people white. Yeah. What did you do the first time? <laughs> you silly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure right. it out. What did you do the first time? Okay, so um, uh, okay, so we we're asking about um relationship stuff. So you said, Marquis, you said you were out of the gang for twenty years. So you've been married for twenty years? Yeah, twenty one oh, okay. years. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. And what's uh, up? so, so uh, I know you. So we're talking about some stuff from way back in the day for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, the uh, out there dating now, D'Lo. You know, you date women, so I know you. I'm, I can imagine in your your material, you probably talk about your dating situations with the uh, same sex a lot. I talk more, and see, that's probably what most people would think. But mm -hmm. I talk more about the um, kind of like the the misconceptions that people have about women like me, more so mm -hmm. like that I'm trying to be a guy because I wear men's clothing or because I'm tomboyish. That I just be like, you know, run around and fucking young women. So, you know, I kind of talk about older women or, you know, that I'm trying to be manly and all that other stuff. And 
I grew up like a tip, like a like a little boy or whatever, and all that. I I kind of address things like that that people think that oh she played a whole bunch of sports that's why she's gay, like. Well, you're definitely not uh, trying to be a guy because you said you like old women. We like young. Definitely women. not trying That's to be guys. <laughs> so. I ain't trying to be a man because it is not easy out here for you niggas. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, Hell no. it's it's hard out here for us. Yeah, uh, cisgender men. Oh, I hate that. Term. And they they already be trying to pull me up. Like, excuse me, uh, can we see your ID? We had a a, a report of somebody. A young man out here robbing somebody. I said, first of all, sir, I got titties, so it wasn't me. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you say it wasn't me. <laughs> if you don't believe me, foul. That is right. <laughs> so, but you talk about misconceptions. Uh, I, I yeah. imagine they got misconceptions about your comedy as well. Um, I think a lot of people. Like a lot of people probably think that I'm gonna come out like vulgar in a, a typical gay dominant woman studdish kind of way. And I don't really do that. I play more on the the side of me that is trying to really show that just because I wear certain types of clothes or just because I'm a little more tomboyish than the next woman doesn't mean that I'm not a woman and I don't know wholeheartedly who I am. So that's pretty much the lesson that people get at the end of the day. And I feel like it works for me because that's kind of the lesson that I had to teach friends and family members. Like, I'm not a different person. I'm the same person. Same so family. You're, you're like, you're like yeah. I, I cried watching a notebook just like any other woman, right? Hey, man, if you don't believe me, I ain't do that gay ass shit. I never <laughs> saw the notebook. <laughs> I never saw the notebook. I've yeah. never seen it either. Uh, you never forced your man to watch the notebook? Why? I thought that was in the uh, the woman's uh, the woman's uh, 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 her men bring her snacks. She don't give a fuck about the notebook. I know that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so we have from Malik Malika, a good friend of mine. Uh, she says, "What comics do y'all find yourself currently following, and why?" So we'll start with you, Marky. What, what um? Tell you the truth. Um, mm -hmm. I follow Steve Harvey. He's the guy that's doing everything. You know, I'm like. That kind of persona, that kind of, mm -hmm. um, that's that's what that's, that's what I follow that that path. So, I find him inspiring. Uh, even though he doesn't do comedy anymore, but he kind of switched off, and he's a whole brand now. You know, so mm -hmm. that's what that's what I find. Um, that's what, that's what I tend to be looking at. I, I'm not a big Steve Harvey guy, but mm -hmm. his Family Feud is pretty pretty funny. Yeah, he's really pretty good. Funny. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very funny on that. Uh, what about you, Dila? What what uh com comedians do you like? Um. I follow people like um, the Christie Show. I don't remember her last name, but the the chick, the Christie Show. She's a clean comic, and she kind of does like a character of an older woman. Or there's another girl named uh, Tanisha the T. I forgot her last name too. But these are some of them are Instagram comics. With Christie, she's kind of like she's a stage comic. She does Instagram stuff. But I just I kind of admire the comics. No. That, are able to do clean comedy. And mm -hmm. I like to watch some of the stuff that they do so that maybe I can pick up some ideas on how I can change things up and still make it like relevant content that doesn't have to necessarily be as dirty. Um, a lot of the comics that I do like are probably not your Instagram people, you know, like Bernie Mac isn't alive to be on Instagram, but I love Bernie Mac. Mm -hmm. Bernie and, Mac's great, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Murphy, people like that. You know, I, 
you don't see Richard Pryor on IG. So you know what I mean. Those are the kind of comics I like. I like you know Moms Mabley. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a fan of more local comics or uh, comics that may not have been discovered necessarily than I am like your mainstream or TV comics. I like local comics. I like to go somewhere and I haven't heard of the person and just be like, yo, they're fucking hilarious and, and be pressed to follow them. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know. Yeah, you're talking about um, Chrissy showed it. Does she does Miss Charlene? Yeah. That's, yo. Yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> well, that's you know, hilarious. being from LA, our local comedians are mainstream. I'm just saying. But uh, Danny, uh, who do you follow, or who do you like? Who's your? I, I have a very wide taste of com uh, comedy, and um, I'm I'm like with D'Lo too. I like to watch clean comedians because I do I do clean comedy. But watching clean comedy does give you a lot of tips. So um, I do. I follow I follow up and coming comedians. I follow comedians that are tangible. Comedians that I may be able to reach out to and ask them what open mics to go to. Um, so I like uh, I like Amber. I like Comedy Bay. Um, I like Just Niche. Uh, Rob Kazi is fucking hilarious. Um, I like Paris Sachet, who is a lesbian comedian. I think she's out of. Uh, isn't she? I think she's, she's by you, D'Lo. Yeah, she's out of DC. She's what? Out of DC. Okay, yeah, she's out of DC. Yeah, out of DC. So you know, I I, I have a wide range. Um, I love I love a lot of the gay uh, comedians. They their shit their content is fucking hilarious to me. Um, and I like a lot of the old, I like some of the older comedians. I like Jesse Kirsten, who is a a white lesbian comedian out of New York, and she is the improv queen. Uh, I've never seen anybody do improv like her. She don't even write material. She just gets up there in the comedy den and rips it. Um, Onika Lean, Onika Olean, who is out of New York, uh, follow her. Uh, I follow the, the comedy uh, Cougar, Christine Comedy Cougar. She's out of New York. Um, I follow a lot of comedians that, um, that dabble in stand-up and skits um, just because I'm, try I'm trying to cross over into the skit game. Um, and I've done some here and there, but I haven't really been devout with it. You know what I mean? I haven't like devoted the time to to really hone into that craft because it is a lot of work. You know, take it might it take is, you a whole man. day to to do a to do one uh set uh script. So so yeah, yeah I, I follow a lot of locals that are up and coming. Um me, I I was a Dave Chappelle fan from before he was famous. Like I I used to tell people that was my favorite comedian and they would be like who is that? Like and it's funny now everybody knows who he is, but um mm -hmm. and Cat Williams I think he's amazing. Uh, I haven't heard his last special, even though people say it wasn't very good. But it wasn't very funny. But I, I mean I haven't seen that, so everything else I've seen of him, he's always hilarious. Um, and my favorite comedian of all time though is I don't know if you guys remember uh, Robin Harris. Mm -hmm. Robin Harris, man, that was my favorite comedian. I used to do his whole Baby's Kid album. Like, I remembered it backwards and forward. Man, he was so funny, uh, Robin yeah. Harris. So, that was a uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. Uh, all right, oh, so she loved his last special. All right, that's what's up. All right, uh, we have another question. Uh, what has comedy taught you about yourself? What about uh, what about you, Danny? Um, it's, just, it's definitely opened me up. Like I was a shell. I was kind of enclosed. Um, 
it, it gave me a lot of confidence. You know, I, I don't know about any, I can't speak for everybody, but when I was growing up, you know, it was, I, I had all brothers, you know, I was the only daughter. It was a lot of pressure on me. I didn't have really good self-esteem about myself. I got into a lot of shit because of it. Um, it wasn't until I got older and really with my venture of comedy, um, I got into comedy because I got cancer. <laughs> really, I needed I needed something positive in my life for what I was going through. So for me, it taught me how strong I really am. It taught me how resilient I really am and how covered I am by my father because my faith has never been stirred. So I, th I think I got a lot of confidence out of comedy, and you know, it's a it's allowed me to to come out of my shell a little bit. All right. All right. What about you, Marquis? What, what has comedy taught you about yourself? It's taught me that, you know, I've been through a lot, like in childhood, that kind of stuff, and a chance to release what, what, whatever trauma or whatever vibe that I've been holding on to. So it's like I said before, so we'd vent, we'd get things out for me. Like I said, it's very therapeutic. It's not more, it's not like a business for me. It's just myself having the, having a chance to go on stage and letting everything out. And that's, that's how I, you know, I, I go about it. Okay. And, and Dilo, what is comedy? Uh, it's a question from the audience. Uh, what has comedy taught you about yourself? Because, um, I mean, I don't think that I have the the most confidence on stage or the amount of confidence that I would like to have on stage. Um, I do think that it built it a little bit. But I think for the most part, it taught me that I can be maybe a, the business person that I didn't think that I could be. So, like, I used to be... Well, I'm still hard on myself, but I used to be hard on myself about not finishing up the whole college thing and doing degrees and all that and thinking that I really couldn't run my own business or do things appropriately when it came to business. And then here I am six years in doing this, booking my own, uh, you know, bookings and setting up my own contracts and running my website and doing this, this and this stuff that I wouldn't have done before. You know what I mean? But I got put in a position to where I had to do it for myself because I can't afford to pay nobody else to do it. You know what I mean? And it just, it makes you realize things that you might not have even thought that you could do before. You know what I mean? So I feel like more of it is the background stuff. I always had jokes. I didn't necessarily express it, but I think the background stuff, just learning how to be more of an adult in this business it's been a probably the one thing I think that I learned. Okay. All right, that was a great question too from the audience. Uh, and a great couple of questions. Hey, from the audience. audience, I can't see the audience. I can't see their comments. Yeah, I have to uh, bring them up on the um, on the screen. Um, okay, so uh, before we get on out of here, I just want to ask the panel, like. Uh, what do you guys see yourself like uh what's what's the game plan as much as the game plan you want to share um uh danny i know you talked about um doing getting the skits skits and stuff uh is acting on the cards uh yeah well? I, you know i guess yep acting is on the cards you know i'm coming to california i don't want to jinx anything so i won't say i won't, I won't say exactly what i have going on but i do have a couple projects that um i'm looking into one is a um a movie that me and my girlfriend are writing about two female comedians trying to make it big. It's going to be on Tubi. It's going to be one of them hood movies. But are we going to make it funny? It's going to be a comedy. All right. um, and then uh, and then I'm coming to California. I'm doing a run in California in August. 
Um, and I'm hoping what my plan is, I'm, I'm trying to get my sponsors. I need to tell them like some elaborate story, like something big is going to happen, a big old lie. But anyway, um, I want to do like an acting class while I'm there. You know, they have all these okay. different, um, they have a, they have a lot of comedians and actors that actually teach seminars for, for acting, like quick acting classes. Some of them last a day, some of them last, uh, a couple days, some of them last a week. Um, but I'm looking into doing one of those. And um, yeah, I really just kind of want to hone into my craft and do something else aside stand up. So, you know, acting, I'm kind of animated and silly. So I figured acting might be something I might want to get into. And when you come to L.A., I'll make sure we we link up because we've known each other for so long. So it's only yeah, right that absolutely. we get to, uh, meet each other. Uh, what about yeah. you, D'Lo? Uh, what do you see in the future? Is acting part of what you want to do? Uh, skits? Uh, what? No, not not really. I, you know, contrary to what people think, I don't really like being on camera so much. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not. I'm. I don't think I'm the acting type. I've tried to do little stuff, and I mean, it was cool or whatever. But I don't see me being on TV or in a movie in that way. Because I'm just not the one to be good with the lines and all of that. However, I would want to, um, kind of along the lines of like a Cat Williams type thing, just keep touring. And I want to make specials and tour and make specials and tour and just keep doing it just everywhere you go. So I want for people to be thirsty for the live show. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to see me any other way. And just bigger and bigger venues. Okay. What about you, Marky? Uh, what do you want to do? What I really want to do, I want to do um sketch comedy show, like um uh, so like some like back in the day in living color, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So that's that's what I've been milling over recently so in the last little while. So something I want to do. I know a few people who are actors, and so I'm putting something together. So we look out for that. All right, all right. That's what's up. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the program. Oh, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And um, we're going to start with you, D-Lo, uh, ladies first. As how can we get you on social media and what can we expect from you in the near future? Um, let's see, social media. So on Instagram, you can find me at Red Cuplo, that's R-E-D-C-U-P-L-O. Um, on Facebook at Plain Old D-Lo, that's P-L-A-I-N-O-L-D-L-O. And you can now check out my website, which is whoisd.com. Um in the next couple of weeks, I'll be doing a couple of shows in like the D.C. area. Then I'm headed to New York for like three days uh, for the Black Women in Comedy Festival. After that, I'll be coming back to Baltimore to do a show, I believe, at the factory. And then headed to Atlanta to do the 1865. And then I'll be back home. After so um, in July, I'm not sure where I'll be. but maybe You know, there's a uh, place called Los Angeles, you know. You might want to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm gonna come stay at your, your house, right, or your mom's house. You, you man, you can come. Long you know, you can stay. Come on, you good? You family? Yeah, I'm, so. I'm on my way. All right, that's what's up, uh, Marquis. Oh, I'm sorry, Marquis. Uh, I'm sorry, ladies first. Uh, oh, and uh, here's my sister, uh, your cousin as well. She hey, cousin. <laughs> hey, I'll see her next week. So she's coming into town. Um, all right, so Danny, how can we get you on social media and what can we expect from you coming up? Um, I am on um I'm on Instagram the most, uh at Danny D-A-N-Y underscore red wine, red wine like the wine you drink. 
Um, that's my real name. I'm not like an ex stripper or nothing. I'm <laughs> um, and, and um, I'm on TikTok. I'm really trying to. I'm really trying to transition over into TikTok because that seems to be like the popular thing. I just can't get with it. It's like so many things. So I'm 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 fucking with it right now, but I'm not a professional. I'm not good at it yet. So, but you can follow me on TikTok. Same thing, Danny D A N Y underscore Redwine, and then Facebook. Same thing, Danny Redwine. So you, all across you the know, board. it's funny. I I knew you for a little bit and I just assumed your name was like a stage name. And I remember no, I asked you one time, name. I was like, and I said, your name is a stage name, right? And you was like, no, that's my government name. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like wow. <laughs> my government Sometimes name. You know, my mama was going to name me Brandy. I told you that story. My mama was going to name me Brandy. Right. What type of shit is Brandy that? Red Brandy Redwine? Red <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for my people father. born with a stage <laughs> name. You know what? But some Man, people born with a that, that's name. more of a that's more of an alcoholic well, name. <laughs> well, you, know. you could have been named Alize. Right, right. So, Marquis, how can we get your social media? What should we be on the lookout for? You can reach me on IG at Marquis Comic M A R Q U E E C O M I C. And what you looking for? Um, just to, for myself to get back on stage, getting you know working things out, getting back right. And I look forward to meet, collaborating with everyone here. Eventually, sometime let's link up and let's um let's do it. Try to help each other out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. And you guys are awesome, man. You guys rock. You know, you really inspired me, man. So I'm back <laughs> in the game. I'm back. I'm back. I love it. Man. I love it. Uh, Mosaic, how can we get you on social media? And what should we be on the lookout? You can find me on Instagram at Mosaic Star, also on Clubhouse at Mosaic Star, on Twitter at Mosaic. Um, just be on the lookout and see me on the show with you right now. I, I can't think of nothing right now, but I'm always actively working on my business, Missouri Y2 Beauty and Wellness, um, where I make bath and body products and herbal remedies. So, and and when we when we gonna do a clubhouse? Uh, because I was on Clubhouse the other day. And then I hit you right back, and then I never heard from you again. Okay, well. <laughs> but yeah, it was. See, if I go on there without you, Mosaic, I'm going to be around a bunch of weirdos. So I need you to you shield me from the weirdos. Right rooms. You stay away from the weirdo topics, and then you find the good people. <laughs> Man, you know what's funny, though? No matter what the topic is, it always turns into some crazy. It could be about Jesus. And somehow it's in, about sex, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it depends on the people that are in the start the room and stuff. Like I, ha I have a, a good group of people that I run with. Like I told you, like you've seen, mm -hmm. I've been on Harlem Late Night Jazz. That's actually a nonprofit in New York. So and they do jazz on there. <laughs> but then I have my other groups that I hang out. Like I got thirty Chauncey's way. Chauncey is funny, and he's always messing with people. But sometimes his rooms they do get a little ratchet. But um. Not too too much, but you know, I, I be on there have fun. I got my little crew. I, I was in a room. The last room I was in, they were talking about that we all need to leave. Us black folks need to leave and move to Africa, and all no, of this stuff. And I'm like, everybody don't need to go. No, I don't agree with that. I'm a, I'm like, leave some of them niggas over there. Leave leave them yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> over there. Right. No, not gonna respect nothing. They're not gonna respect the land. The ways, culture. Hey, look, you know, I'm, not eating, I'm not eating no damn goat. I'm not eating no goat. <laughs> hey, goat is not good. I'm not eating no goat. That's not fine. No, 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 no,
now Marquis like, hey, I, Marquis going good, man. I'm, yeah, I'm down yeah, with I knew he was gonna be down with the good. <laughs> Bring it over here. I'll take it here. You can eat. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You you can you can give me a Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram, and of course the website is theindyradio.com. That's the i n d y radio.com. And uh, to let people know this was episode 197. We're getting close to our 200th episode, so we're gonna have our 200th big bash. 200 episode in a couple of weeks so uh looking forward to it so we're gonna get all a lot of our ex-co-hosts are gonna come on as well as people who contributed on the show uh we're gonna just come on chop it up uh much like our poetry show that did very well by the way uh our we did a, a poetry night last week and um that show did extremely well and people are still buzzing about it so uh we're gonna try to do one once a month so going forward with that said you guys have a great rest of your week uh god bless and uh we'll see catch you next time uh next week's topic is uh uh crazy dating habits so uh so uh i'm gonna share all my crazy dating habits uh with the with everybody so you guys will love that one peace all right peace